Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, welcome in a Thursday of the week here on the program. And last night in the NBA, today out in England, I'm not really focused. You brought up something about Nick Sirianni. Looks like we're going to track Matt Mullen down. We'll try. Well, he says what time. So. Oh, okay. Well, I just thought he wrote something pretty interesting the other day, two days ago in the Philly Voice that – uh, I happened to see, in other words, uh, it was about Sirianni and Michael Robinson, who's an NFL network analyst, I believe, right. now, former player, uh, said that he's spoken to some Eagles players that are doubting whether uh, Sirianni's going to be able to lead them. And I thought that was kind of interesting. And so that came from now that was immediately squashed on Twitter by Lane Johnson. You saw that, right? Yes, yes, yes. I, I imagine there's, you know, it should be squashed. They should be trying to squash that. Yeah, and I wonder who, like, who's already questioning this? That that can't, that's not well, not Lane, I guess. No, not Lane. <laughs> or maybe he just wanted to make sure that, or, or maybe he said something off the cuff, right? Is this one of those things back in grade school where it's like whoever smelt it, dealt it? Yeah, maybe. right. Whoever right. came out and said no, that's BS. Is doing it to cover his own ass. Right. He who he who protests uh, the most, or what's that saying? In other words, if you put up such a beef in protesting something, it means that you are the you are really the guilty one. Man, I don't know. Thou doth not protest something like that. I'll look Thou it up. Doth not. It's one of those old school like Shakespearean type sayings. I think. Okay. All right. Now we have an update on the program here. You ready? Yes. Ryan Ballinger is going to join us at 1140. Matt Mullen is going to join us at noon. And then we can still work on healing in the second hour. We still have fake news with Culver. That's not going away any, any time, place. Yes, it is Shakespearean. Yeah. Thou doth protest too much. Well, here's the thing. It That in its modern interpretation would be the more you go to Twitter and bitch about something, the less I know, or the more I know you really don't care. <laughs> right? Like if you really cared about an issue, then you wouldn't be sitting away from the actual issue, just tweeting about it nonstop over right. and over again. Right. That's all. That's all. Now, now would that person have a blue check mark? I don't know. Does I don't know if that even matters, does it? I don't know. I'm not, I'm really wondering whether a check mark matters at all. Um I think it matters when it comes to your account being visible. When it comes to as far as like who to follow and and stuff like that popping up in that regard. I saw I'll give you an example as well. I saw Jake Asman come up in a trend. It was something football related. And he, he was talking about it. Wait, Aspen was trending on Twitter? No, no, no. He was oh. not trending. Oh. When I went to the top page for, you know, when you click on a trend, you have top, right. current, you know, all this stuff. 
So I went to top and it was all verified accounts. Now, granted, a lot of these verified accounts were getting very little interaction on the trend, mm. but it was Twitter's way of justifying the trend by saying, look, our verified people are talking about it. Right. And unknowingly, I'm sure, had happened to be one of those individuals on there. I have been largely disappointed most times I've clicked on a trending topic on Twitter. Within seconds, I'm like, why did I do this? Yeah, I think this is I nothing. Well, yeah, a lot of times what you get is something will be trending. Lenny Dykstra is trending, and there's like 187 tweets. Right. Or like 3,000, you know, like some issue in that ESPN is dealing with is trending, and it's like 3,000 tweets. And you're thinking, all right, well, there are people on here who have millions of followers. Mm -hmm. And if a trend equals only getting 3,000 tweets about the topic as a whole, maybe we need to broaden our definition. Exactly. Right? Yeah. I think we need to change the definition of trending. Unbelievable. Yeah. Not what's trending. <laughs> I'm with you on that. But how about that game last night? I mean, now we got a series. Now we got a seven-game series, most likely. Uh, uh, I don't Middleton, know. Middleton played out of his head last night. We got to give him credit because I yeah. rip him a lot. 40 shots, though? Come on, Harry. Yeah, come on, man. Like He did really? what he needed to do. 40 shots? That's not sustainable. That's, well, that's I don't know if any of it's sustainable. I don't know if Booker's really sustainable either. He was tremendous last well, night. I all did nothing. No, that was disappointing. Chris Paul, well, and, and they also just were throwing waves at Booker. And he was, see, the difference, though, is that Booker was creating and capitalizing a lot of his own shots, like just little moves he'd make in the post or just being able to rock Pat Connaughton for God knows why off the switch on him before he took that shot. The thing about Middleton, and look, I'm not downplaying it. He did play a hell of a game, though, is those shots were only there because Giannis barely did anything in the first half. So if you get a smaller sample size of shots in game five or game six, you can't just have the luxury of missing shot after shot after shot, knowing you're going to get look after look. Like more of an efficient, does that make sense? Yes, it does. Perfect sense. Media property in partnership with Jacob Media. You sure? It doesn't have to. <laughs> And you, my friend, are caught in the middle. The middle starts now, starts now on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket Can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry May. Well, we're live on a Thursday. Barrett's out playing golf, which is fine with us because that means we actually get to talk about playing golf. Right. The irony in all of this is that he has left the show today to go play in some golf tournament, and that opens up you and I, our ability to pretty much turn this into a basketball and open championship tour a show. I'm pretty much content with just doing a live play-by-play -play of the open right here on YouTube on the fabulous Jacob Media YouTube channel. Look, if this wasn't a channel that we cared about and the show that is growing and what we've been able to do with our sponsors and all the positive things attached to it, I would run the risk of getting yanked mm. off of YouTube by putting up the YouTube TV window and sharing that so that right. we can have it like in the playing through when you're watching it on the golf channel. Yeah. Instead of commercials, Harry, it could just be us. I like that. That would get us thrown off, though, so we don't want to do that. No, 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 absolutely. No. And there are way too many reasons why we don't do that. But, yeah, let's start with last night. And I don't mean last night as far as 1 a.m. in the morning. 
But let's start, and we have a lot between the two, and even Matt Mullen here in Philly Voice is going to join us at noon Eastern here as we're joined by Sports Map Radio. You're here to talk about this Eagles rumor that's going around, players trying to squash it. But let's look at this, right? We'll, we'll break on the network in a minute. We'll still be live here on the Jacob Media YouTube page. But you're right in that we have a series. I, I We have to look at value here. Because I would still think you could sneak in on the Suns winning two straight. Because I imagine there are a lot of people like you, right, who think, oh, now that it's on, it's it's officially a seven-game series. Well, I'm not saying official. I, I'm wanting a seven-game series. Because, I, you know, you know me, I'm trying to stretch out the sports, you know, calendar, live sports calendar, you know, as close to football as we can get. So, you know, seven games gives us a, another whole week. Yeah, you know? I think you, from a jealous standpoint, and I understand where you're coming from, but you know that Suns and Six ticket looks really nice to me right now. Yeah, I'd be, I'd feel good about that too. I got to be honest with you. The only thing I really care about over the next couple of days is Webb Simpson <laughs> top twenty because two of those three legs. Well, he's, got a, he's got to flight that golf ball. Oh, look at you hitting the post, man. Yeah. Nice. Uh, he he started out one under. What yeah. happened? Oh, and, and I just noticed because Rory McIlroy's like on his third hole or something. And I Four. oh, they're so desirous of Rory McIlroy doing something positive in this tournament. Gannon, you know, he's one under par, and he's on the second hole with a birdie putt. And Gannon's already talking about mm. how you know he's uh, he's off to a great start, and, and he misses a freaking six foot putt for birdie. <laughs> Amazing. Although yeah, one because under, NBC's tied to him, he's with that golf pass. Sure. He's an he's an endorser of golf pass. So they they are going to just be all over his jock, hoping that he is in contention. I imagine too, like outside of maybe Brooks and Bryson in the same pair, Rory being in the leaderboard at the Open is ratings gold. So they're probably just willing it to happen. But it's it, it's like you're right. It's like and now it's not to this extreme, but you know, like a team is down twenty and the a guy's on the line, and whoever the sideline reporter is is doing like a two and a half minute expose on where the kid came from and mm -hmm. the ladder that he climbed. The backstory, yeah. yeah. It's like, dude, you're t he's only in the game right now because his team is down twenty. Right. Talk about the winners. Exactly. Now we'll see though because. I, I got to be honest with you. I, I'm, I think I'm more with uh, not that you or anyone else is against it. We'll see what Ballinger has to say about it. But McElroy playing well today should signify him playing well throughout, right? You never know. Things can change on a dime at this tournament. I mean, yeah. he's, he hit a couple of good shots early. He did. Yeah. Well, that's that's you know not still got to make putts. Webb's two under through six. Guy scrambling. All right, so here's where we need here's what we need to do. There are only a couple of books that will offer this. Fox, I do know, will offer it. Second round leader. And there's a really good break early, early in the morning tomorrow. So the weather is supposed to have a nice break at like 1:30 to like 2:30 in the morning. Mm. To where you can get a good hour or so where there's not even the 10 to 15 mile per hour wind that they're dealing with today or earlier today. Yeah. And that's nothing. 
Right. So 10 it's to supposed, 15 for these it, guys. It's supposed to be nothing tomorrow. And yeah, like, I'm tired of all this great weather these guys get for hey, all these tournaments, man. Where's the wind? Took advantage of it. You know, that's all. Like Daniel Van Tonder shot is shooting three under. He's on 18 right now. He's teeing off tomorrow at 146 in the morning. Mm. Yeah, he's playing well. He's not going to have any weather. He's not winning the Open. No, no, I'm talking about second round leader. I don't oh. care about what happens after tomorrow. Because it's all about the weather. I can't predict the weather out. This is the middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, so we are going to have tea times really through... The next 10 minutes, right? Yeah. Nagano and Poppleton and Carlberg are the final trio. Oh, boy. Let's get a camera on that crew. Yo, real quick. What would you pay? And, and I'm not saying like some sensationalist answer here. Like, I'd pay $100 for this. But I mean, like, on let's say whatever the hell turkey, not peacock, right? Let's say the turkey network comes mm -hmm. out and offers you $10.99 a month for a golf package. And in that $10.99 a month, you have how many trios were there? Just take a guess today. How many trios do you think there were today? Well, I mean, there's a 156 some odd players, right? So there's probably, you know, 50, 52 threesomes. Okay. Yeah. So what if for $10.99 you got and maybe it's more, maybe it's like $15.99. And Turkey is is an, a network that's like trying to incorporate betting and everything else that's going on here. Would you pay $10.99 or maybe $15.99 for 40 cameras? Yeah, all that's coming, by the way. It needs to. It's coming. It needs to, because yeah. I need a camera on Troy Merritt for not only betting standpoint, but fantasy standpoint. And I'm not even joking. Like, right, right. Legit, you know, seats right. I need Sebastian Munoz on camera. You know, I want to see if he can get back right. to even par because <laughs> he's in my fantasy line. Harry, in that wacky hat he wears, you know? Yeah. No, but I mean, all that's coming. But that's what I'm saying is golf really stands alone and unique in being able to present its sport because it's an individual sport, but it's not a head-to-head -head sport like most, if not all, the other individual sports, right? Mm -hmm. So well, you can have head-to-head -head with matchups. That's it, though, as yeah. far as – yes. Well, yes, the sport itself can lend it to matchups. Don't get me wrong. From a gambling perspective, I'm From talking a about. Yeah. But even more reason, right? Think about it. Let's just say Book A is offering 33 balls. Well, those three balls should all have their own camera. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I don't give a crap if you don't want to watch Poom Saxonen, but I do because mm -hmm. I took Saxonen to beat Poulter and Grace in a three ball. And I'm just making names up. But I, I mean, look, I'd pay money for that. Wouldn't you pay money for that? Well, I would. Yeah. And I, we'll probably get the option to do that pretty soon. I would imagine. 99? I mean, Is that just too go much? right onto your, you know, your, uh, your computer and, and it gives you like your 30 or 40 different you know, pairings, options, and you just select, yeah, I want that one. Let's do it. And, and this one. Yeah. I love it, man. Yeah. You can do it somewhat, but they're all like featured, right? right. On, I think NBC Plus or whatever, the Peacock. Plus Peacock, I guess now, yeah. But we were talking at the start of the show about this this Eagles thing where 
Robinson You're all over this, huh? Michael Robinson like says he knows of players that are, are doubting Sirianni. And then we saw Lane Johnson come out immediately saying, no, no, that's not true. He squad did all his best to squash it. And we, we were thinking about, or I was talking about that, thou doth protest too much. Here's the actual definition. So I, let me t- you tell me if he thinks this, this applies. Me thinks thou dost protest too much. Used to indicate that someone is only denying something so fervently because the opposite is actually true. Well, again, isn't that now that's Shakespeare himself? He didn't steal that from no, it's, it's apparently it is a Shakespearean uh saying. I don't know from what if it's Hamlet or what I don't know what it is. I'm not a Shakespeare okay. guy. Okay. Well, I didn't know if he stole that. Maybe he did, right? Maybe it was some philosopher who stole it from, you know. Somebody. Was Shakespeare a pilferer? He stole. Uh, you know, people, look, Shakespeare created a couple of things, right? He created the doth protest too much. Mm-hmm. He created the world is our stage. And he created general knowledge. All I, the world's a stage? Is that yeah. a, a Shakespeare thing? All three of those he created. Yes. General knowledge? Yes, absolutely. How do you think they got through? Wait a second. How do you think they got through intermissions back in the day? You oh, didn't yeah? go out there and smoke a vape pen, right? Or go to the bar. You had to get through it some way. So, in other <laughs> words, they were doing trivia in between yeah. the acts? Willie would come out. Yeah, you, you, you ready for your general knowledge? And then that would be it. <laughs> You know, it, so that was that was the start of Quizzo. Absolute Quizzo, general yeah. knowledge, all of the ways. Yes, I think Pat Egan owes royalties for that. Right, too. Quizzo, right? All the Quizzo hosts. Yes. yes, this is where it all began. If you're doing a Mount Rushmore of Quizzo hosts, he has to be on it. Yeah, I think so. Only because I don't know any other Quizzo hosts. <laughs> Natalie hosted Quizzo for a while. I don't yeah, know he still does. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. The camera did hosts. too for a while. Man, yeah. I think he might still do it. That's a tough sell, man. If you can't interact with Joe, then that's a tough sell. You got to be able to go back and forth with him, right? <laughs> Otherwise, it's kind of like uh, uh, for six hundred points. <laughs> for six hundred points, okay. how doth protest too much? That would be great. You know, see, this is where this is where radio needs more creativity. You put out a podcast of Joe DeCamera reading Shakespeare. Oh, that'd be great. Voice. I mean, people would download that, right? Oh, oh, yeah, or Mad Dog Russo. Even better. Yeah. No, it would be like one of those Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa, whatever gift-giving holiday you celebrate in December. It would be one of these celebratory discs where it would be everybody all together, right? Different tracks. So it would be Joe DeCamera reading Macbeth and Chris Russo reading The Tempest. Like a greatest hits kind of thing, a compilation. Exactly. Compilation, I think, is the... Prospero! <laughs> now, speaking of pilfering, by the way, and I, I was saving this for Barrett, but I, I'm not going to remember this tomorrow. You know, that M. Night movie, he admitted to stealing it. Now, he bought the rights of it, so he basically pulled a Quentin Tarantino, which is steal mm-hmm. something and then buy the rights to it so you can present it. But this is all based on some graphic novel called Sandcastle, and M. Knight ripped it right from it because he was given it was given to him by his daughter. 
And it's essentially the same movie with like one or two little twists there. Well, isn't that the way a lot of these movies get made? They 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 take somebody's screenplay or write, you know, they take somebody's book and then adapt it to a screenplay, buy the rights to it, and make a movie. Yes, but M Night, remember, Harry, has been billed as this innovative, creative genius, the master <laughs> of the twist. Not the twist. I mean, you go master <laughs> of the twist, you got to put Chubby Checker. That's Chubby Checker, man. <laughs> We can't do anything better than that, honestly. <laughs> That's Chubby show. Checker, bro. Top top four twisters. Go ahead. The movie. Well, the game four. twister. Yes, the, the game yes. twister was great. Well, okay, hold on a second. I put, I put Chubby Checker one, the game two, mm-hmm. M Night's crap movies three, and then the twister, which is a tornado, right? All right, right. Name for that. Maybe four, right? Wasn't there a movie called Twister? There was Helen yeah. Hunt. Helen Hunt, right, right. Absolutely right. Right. Absolutely right. That's pretty good. That's four twist. That's top level twister stuff, right? Isn't there. it? Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Top level twister. I love it. You can't get <laughs> Mount Rushmore's Kevin it take Kevin Kincaid a week to put together that list. You kidding me? We did it in 36 seconds. <laughs> Jeff Bruder on the stream. Oh, that's a good one. Though. Wait a that's second. a great one. And here's why. Here's why it's an even better one for me. I don't even know if Bruder is speaking to my heart or maybe it's just the randomness of such a wide net that's cast when you make a statement that it's going to hit on King of Queens. But that was the mode of how Carrie would fight back with Doug. Oh, like, yeah? Yeah, like anytime. Any, any, any time that she'd get frustrated or pissed off or like want to hit Doug, she twist his nipples. Is that right? She'd yeah, go right for the mammaries. Yeah, because he's got big, he's got a, you know, he's got, he could wear a bra. He's got some size on him. Like a man's ear. Absolutely. No? He could be man's ear. I was going to yeah. send you that clip of, yes. No, that's it. The twisted sister. No, twisted sister, I think, doesn't make it. Right. Oh. What's the guy's name? Uh, D. Snyder. <laughs> Is the yeah. head of Twisted Sister. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's honorable mention. No. If we're going top five, the titty... Uh, can we say that, by the way? I don't think we can say that on the radio. Ron, right? Probably should stop. We can't? I don't know. Not I, that word. No. He's probably dumped it. He's probably out of dumps at this point. T-I-T-T-Y is off limits? You sound like you're doing a like an, an old... Early two thousand Jay Z verse T I T T Y A A Y Z. Yes, I'm fly. You sound like it's just like some old. Oh my goodness! I guess we can't say that word. Well, well then, then let's not break. say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't want to get Ron in any trouble. No, no, no. Because then we're gonna get. Because Ron will throw us right under the bus. He'll run out of dump and then throw us under the bus Absolutely. to the bosses. Absolutely. Yeah. Mr. Craig Larson, our program director in Houston for Sports Map Radio, is going to either walk in or text or call and say, what the hell is going on there? Mm-hmm. And not only will Ron blame us, he will have the audio ready. Oh, to yeah. Get up and say, uh, it wasn't me. Yep. Wasn't me. He'll pull a shaggy. Right? <laughs> Where is the show going today? <laughs> All right. The Open Championship. The NBA finals are apparently going to take a back seat for us because we've got an Eagles rumor. And, you know, here, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, what is it? July 15th. Yeah. We're still about 10 days or so, maybe 10 days to two weeks away from, from camp. So, you know, this, this stuff is, this stuff is great stuff. I'm going to read the quote uh, from Michael Robinson, former player and now NFL network analyst. This is the quote. This is Matt Mullen's piece in the Philly Voice. I'm not going to say any names, 
Right. But I know some guys in that locker room who they question this guy and they question if he can truly lead this team. And me personally, my personal thoughts on it is that maybe Howie Roseman wanted to put somebody, uh, a yes man, uh, in the head coaching position because Doug Peterson didn't want to do things all the way his way. You know, so what he wanted is- to get a yes man in there. All right, we'll get a break on the network. I'll, I'll tell you exactly what this is. Actually, no, we're, we'll have to break all across. So before we do that, you know what this is? This is like when a movie, this is like when The Hangover comes out in a country that you didn't even know existed. And it's like two years later. And the critic is saying, oh, my God, this is one of the best movies that I've ever seen. It's like, where have you been? This reeks of repurposing content, as you said, Harry, just because it's basically built off of the belief that we, you, me, and basically everybody in the city has been maintaining, which yeah. is Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie want a yes man. Right. right. It's about time the net NFL network analysts come Seriously, around. Where you been? Now, I don't know if that's the case as far as the guys in the locker room. But yeah, I don't know. Those two things could be separate, right? What the yes man part and the doubting whether he can lead? Yeah, it's twofold. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely right. All right, let's take a quick one here across the board. We are live, local from the Fritz and B and Cooley Studios here in Philadelphia. If you know someone who needs a lawyer or has suffered a personal injury, contact Brian Fritz directly, a tough lawyer for a tough town. The middle sponsored by Pure Bull Beef Jerky. Get yours now. Go to steersnacks.com. Back in three across the board. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods, your vacation, your way. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. This is a key. It's a family tree. It's a pair of wings. It's a secret handshake. And a ticket to anywhere in the world. It's more than a uniform. It's the door to a world most people only dream of. There's strong, and then there's army strong. Try it on at GoArmy.com. Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, so Matt Mullen at noon. And I was trying to get Kurt Heelan here, but we may maybe we push Matt back. I don't know. What uh, is can Heelan do noon? I just don't know. I mean, it's eight, whatever, 28 in the morning out there. Now he's got kids and all, so I think yeah. up, but. Uh, well, I just haven't heard back. That's all. I want to know from you and from the people out there on the stream, uh, how early did uh, did you start tuning into the open? Was there anybody that pulled the all-nighter and powered through right from the NBA finals right into Peacock at like 1 a.m. and then just kept going, played well, through? Did. You did? Only because of me being up anyway and – you know, I have that nice little relationship there with Max because he's in an area that you can't play stuff legally. And I am in an area where you can play stuff legally. So we were going back and forth on three balls and FRL at like, you know, 1245, 1250 in the morning. Right. And then it was just a matter of getting all our wagers in. And anytime that I was up, if it was to to feed Teddy or to just, you know, try and go back to sleep or help my wife with whatever then I would watch it. But right. I, I, I was not watching for like six or seven straight hours, or in this case, 10 straight hours. Hmm. Are there people doing that? I'm sure there are. Jeff Bruder said he was in at 1.30 a.m. watching the golf. Stop? And uh, Bow316 says he was up watching the Tour de France. Well, he hit us up on Twitter. Maybe it was just me on Twitter with a couple of good plays on the uh, Tour de France when it came to qualifiers. Now, I, I admittedly did not play those, but I always keep an eye out, especially mm. when he's, you know, throwing a tip or two out there. Right. I don't know if you played them. I have not caught a lot of the Tour de France this year. A lot of times I will tune in and watch some of that. It's hard, though. I mean, they're they're just that. absolute maniacs, those guys. I mean, going down those hills in rain on right. those little switchbacky little roads, and they're going like 50 miles an hour. They're insane. And the people around them. Are oh, yeah. They're crazy or yeah. even worse, right? Yeah. Well, wasn't it one of the first couple of stages that a woman got yeah. out there with a sign and actually caused a big wreck? I think she was arrested, right? Yeah. Then they dropped the charges or something. They did, huh? Yeah. They made a big deal out of it that they that they identified who it was and they went and arrested them. But then I think they just dropped the charges. Do you lose any type of like, you know, are, are you a pariah in the community? After something like that happens. Oh, I think so. Yeah. 
Like, yeah. do not go to the grocery store without. That's the woman who was at the Tour de France. Right, right. Really? <laughs> I don't I think know. So. That's a big deal over there. Okay. You can't interfere with that race. She might be a hero in some areas. Like, thank you. We hate that stinking thing. You know, it's been ruining the local roads or. <laughs> yeah, it ruins the roads. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, people will find something to complain about out of the blue. You know that. Right. Take much. Yeah. I was just curious if it was if it was looked at as such. a Because, look, maybe the judge is thinking to all right, it's a waste of resources here to jail this person but the punishment and being the social pariah is is worse enough right the attention that it garnered now everybody knows who did it yeah uh you know is probably enough shame it's like a shame thing now that would be similar to shame somebody running onto the onto the wimbledon center court and taking a divot out of the grass now that person probably would be fired from their job right like mm -hmm. Could you go into a sales meeting with the same person who was like, could you buy a product no. years later from the person who's most famous for running on center court and grabbing a divot? No, not grabbing a divot, Ma making, making a divot. One. Making, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Grabbing one would be damaging the turf. Yes. Yes. That would be here and where we are in England. Yes. Just, uh, just doing what you could on there. Right. Now, I just saw, speaking of Twitter trends, I saw Linda Ronstadt is trending. Really? And whenever I see like a musician or, you know, that I like or something, I always think, oh my God, they died. So I click on it and she's actually, it's her birthday. She's 75 years old. Does she look 75? Well, I don't know. I'm just looking at some of the old pictures. I was in love with Linda Ronstadt as yeah. like an eight, nine, 10 year old kid. Uh, can I ask? It's one of my first crushes, by the way. You know, I'm trying to. So your Raquel Welch was first. Let's do this, right? 610-632. Who was your first TV crush? We're giving out a pair of tickets. We have a topic that's so bad we need to force you to come up with a secondary topic. Fantasy so, Fest tickets. Ah, uh, look. For tickets to a free event. Remember how we used to milk yeah. that over yeah. the summertime? It's like you'd, you'd go in to do a weekend show, right? And you're begging the program director to give you like 20 pairs of tickets. So just something that you can string together over four hours on a Saturday afternoon when there's nothing going on. Please, yeah. can I have fantasy fest tickets? Something. Because you know you can oh. come up with the dumbest possible yes. topic, right? Yeah. Who are the top 10 athletes that look like a turtle? We'll take your calls over the next four out four hours because they'll put you alone, right? And just right. say, yeah, throw them into the wind. Right, right. Or Joe Stasek's doing yeah. a five-hour show solo with uh, just fantasy fest. Oh, dude, I'm not laughing at him. I'm, I feel no, I commiserate. I yes. commiserate with these guys. Harry, are you probably still like there's nothing in your life that causes you to wake up in cold sweat except for that. Right. It, it, it used to be the, the old recurring nightmare that you're on, you're in college and you haven't gone to a single class and yes. you got to take the midterm yes. and you never studied, you never even gone to class. Like I legitimately had those dreams. Now it is, I got to do a show on the old, at the old place on a Sunday afternoon in July and there's no fantasy fest tickets. No. And, and you know, the, all the comfortable seats during the week. Yep. Driving to do whatever they need to do on a Sunday. Right. Texting you now because you're back during the week. What's this? What's what's I mean, Tordy talking about? Is this really a He's topic? Got nothing else to talk about because they keep telling him to take phone calls. They're not giving him a damn thing to give away. Right. You know? <laughs>
It's like, geez. I mean, I, list radio. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. Out on list. Even though we do the Rushmore. That's the beautiful. Right, right, right. right. The Rushmore is the end around. Well, Kevin Kincaid has kind of adopted the Rushmore now yeah, in a tongue-in-cheek fashion. Yeah. He stole that. And right, right. I'm not going to credit. Marks gets credit for the 610. Mm-hmm. But we were doing – like the Rushmore is – I think the Rushmore was around before the 610, which is like somebody says something ridiculous, and it's, all right, give me your Mount Rushmore of top six Slurpee flavors. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that because that used to be a bit like that radio host in this city used to come on the air back when Harry, I'm sure, was around because he was around longer than me. And that would be it. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me a Mount Rushmore of uh, top four Philadelphia Eagles quarterbacks. <laughs> and then you could argue it, you know, yeah. right up until the end of the segment. That's what was genius about yeah. it. Can't knock the hustle when it was. A lot of this stuff was born out of actual creativity. It's just been run its course. Run into the ground. Yeah. And now it's now it's kind of a it's a punchline. It is. Right. All right. We got Ryan Ballinger coming up next. We're going to move Mullen to 1240 just to spread stuff out. All right. And uh, we're back on the network coming up next here on Sports Map Radio. Still live and local, of course. Get to the stream on the middle. All right, TV crush. Yeah, I'm getting a lot of responses yeah, he, here on the stream. Yeah, but they're all from Joey B. I know. Joey B dominates the stream. Have you, you noticed look, that? Do we have he, anybody else who had a TV crush outside he's, of Joey He's B? the fastest typer of anybody that listens to this show. I mean, he just fires them out there. Yeah, Alyssa Milano is definitely one. I also think that Leah Remini, back when she was old school yeah, and saved by the bell, because she was cute and she had the attitude, you know. Leah Remini uh, looks similar to my sister. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There's a resemblance there. Now, Bruce, uh, this is Aniston. Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, of course. Friends, Some friends probably. Yeah. I never was into Courtney Cox though, or the other one. The uh, what? What was the other girl's name? Kudrow. Lisa Kudrow. Yeah. No, she yeah. was terrible. Come on. Yeah. Not like bad looking. I'm just saying. No, no, no. I couldn't stand her, and I didn't watch that show. But it was it was enough for me to just be like, really? Yeah. Yeah. And look, Bruder, I I get that. That's that's probably the point right there. <laughs> look at this, Kimmy Gibbler. Is Dan it- Schwartzman's crush? Yeah. Who is Kimmy Gibbler? I think it's it's, it's Full House. And a Saved by the Bell thing or something? Because I'm not familiar with that show. Or Full House. I never watched it. It was Full House. Was it? And, and I honestly think that is that's not even a troll comment. Like I could hear somehow some way or some reason why I can hear that my favorite TV crush a little off the radar here, but was Andrea Barber who played Timmy Gibbler. Timmy Gibbler. <laughs> <laughs> can you hear that? Yes, totally. <laughs> while he's while he's eating a Swedish meatball on the mic. Kimmy Kippler. Kimmy Kippler, let me tell you. And then he talked to the producer. He right. loved to talk to the producer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What do you think, Nikki Carroll? <laughs> yeah, I think Brace was his producer at one Oh, point. he had a ton of them. Yeah. 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 Brace was my producer for a little while, too. In the midday? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You and Tony? With Baldy. Oh, Baldy. Nice. Yeah. 
Nikki Cox, that's a strong one. Topanga is a really strong one. And then yeah, Tiffany. See, that was a thing where I think it was like Tiffany Amber Thiessen was just the go-to. And, and that's the great one play action. It was a go-to on Saved by the Bell. And then the other ones were fine. Don't get me wrong. But then Leah Remedy comes along and it's like, okay, she's the summer Kelly, but she's got attitude. Mm-hmm. You know, like Tiffany Amber Th- Kelly just had, she was very nice and sweet and all that. So is that where her breakthrough began on that show? I think so. Remini? I'm sure she was on something. I'm sure she was probably on like Silver Spoons as a guest star or something like that. But hmm. It's wild. I had to change my overhead light so it's off, but you're listening. I thought it might be a problem. Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Step Party. by step. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, Harry. We're going to be joined by Balance. Uh, no, she was not a fly girl. You're, t- you're thinking of J-Lo. Yes, J-Lo was a fly girl. Yes. Yeah. And they're, they're asking on the stream, uh, what's your favorite Charlie's Angel? Were you a Charlie's Angel, or was that a little before your time? Because I watched it. The TV show. The TV show in the 70s, like late 70s, I want to say. See, that's the thing. I was born 78. So remember, like we're looking at this now, The Office, King of Queens, a lot of shows that aired in some cases in Seinfeld, right? Like 20 years ago. Right. We're still on TV now. So. Charlie's Angels, when I was like eight, nine years old, right, 86, 87, I'm sure was still replaying and still very popular. Farrah Fawcett. Farrah Fawcett was the. She had to be, right? She was the one that everybody seemed to gravitate towards. And then I think she was replaced by Cheryl Ladd on the show at some point. But if you you weren't really an adult or a young, young adult male kid young adult kid whatever you want to call it. you weren't a, a you weren't legitimate unless you had the Farrah Fawcett poster somewhere in your room do we need to pull that up i the think the Farrah I Fawcett poster was it's down. iconic it's an iconic poster yeah yeah i hit that by accident but she was replaced by Cheryl Ladd i always kind of favored Jacqueline Smith is she the other one well there were two brunettes one was Kate Jackson, I think, because she kind of had straighter hair and shorter hair. Okay. But Jacqueline Smith had the long, kind of Farrah Fawcett type hair, but dark, darker. So here's the question. Who do you go with as far as early or late 70s, early 80s TV crush? Farrah Fawcett or Suzanne Summers? Oh, Suzanne Summers. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Big time. <laughs> Yes. Like, In fact, I, I I moved from Linda Ronstadt right into Susan. Right yeah, yeah. That was yeah. A, that easy was an easy transition. that was an easy transition. <laughs> you were fine moving on from that relationship. Yes. Like uh, Suzanne Summers was was so amazing. The other woman in the show, Joyce DeWitt, she was yeah, she, she was, was great active, too. Yeah. Very nice, yeah. like, very good looking one. But Suzanne Summers would just dwarf everybody on oh, that. Oh no show. doubt. Yeah. And if you go back and listen, watch that show. I mean, that was a lot of innuendo on that oh, show. Oh, yeah. Nonstop, yeah. right? Yeah, that was a dirty show. <laughs> you know what's crazy? John though? Ritter was great in there. Yes. And I'm glad you brought that up because I think that now, especially with cancel culture or whatever the hell people want to call this phenomenon going on, there is this assumption that 
all in the family, the Jeffersons, or to a lesser extent, the show in Three's Company or Married with Children a little bit later, mm -hmm. where if there were a lot of innu innuendo or, you know, girls that are made to look like, you know, be put out there for what they look like versus what they're saying. There's a lot of smart writing that rips John Ritter, that rips Al. Right? Oh, clever. Like, it's exactly. clever stuff. I yeah. mean, Amanda Bierce is the exec. I think she was the one who created. She was Darcy, the neighbor in Married with Children. Oh, she okay. Was the creator of that show. Is that right? Yes. That was a great show. Yes. And so that's what I mean. Like, I'm glad you brought that up about the innuendo because I think that's a major misconception. Oh, geez. I'm sorry, Ryan. I didn't see it pop up there earlier. Let's bring him up. He's probably thinking to himself, what the hell did I just step into? <laughs> and that is Ryan Palangi, who joins us now. <laughs> what time did you get up and tune in to the Open, Ryan? Uh, were you on Peacock early, or was it a Golf Channel thing at 4 a.m.? Neither. I got two kids, man. So, you know, <laughs> it, getting up that time of, of day is uh, a challenge. But they do get right. up kind of early. So I was, I was up at 6, watching okay. some golf. That's so like not me. bad. Yeah, not too and, bad. Aton was up all night because he's got a newborn. So it's yeah. So you have an advantage, really, right. if you think Absolutely. about it. Absolutely. Oh man, I, I was looking at the weather patterns right up until first tee, brother, just because I was up. <laughs> hey, Weather Channel is a great way to pass some time. Just watch yeah. that radar again and again and again. Well, we all turn into amateur meteorologists when it comes yes. to the Open Championship and gambling because you have to really try to factor in as much of that as you can. It's true. I mean, I talk about weather forecasts for all the majors, and really, this is the only one that matters, right? I mean, mm -hmm. the Masters is what it is. It's probably 80 degrees, 8 mile per hour out of the south, and, you know, it's pretty good. U.S. Open, maybe some variability, but not typically. This is the only one where it really matters. What's been the most entertaining, the one single thing that if you only had, you know, 46 seconds on – golf the golf channel or fox or cnbc whatever it may be ryan balangy at golf news net give us the biggest thing going on today what what would it be for you it's spieth i mean i i i didn't i kind of counted him out i don't know why i did i just assumed he wasn't going to play great this week because he didn't really show up at the u.s open and really haven't heard from him since and just kind of didn't think about him, thought there were some better options out there. But if he's going to be a part of the equation going for a fourth major championship, I, I think that's clearly the story of day one. And no offense to Lou Eustazen, who <laughs> shot 64 today and is apparently going for the second place slam this year, minus mm -hmm. one event. Yeah, I think something about the imagination and creativity that is necessary to create shots uh, for Lynx Golf plays right into Jordan Spieth. Yeah, you know? you're absolutely right. It, it does. I think the way that he gets around the course, and, and he hasn't been doing this the past few years. He kind of re-embraced it a little bit last year during the pandemic, and I think that was kind of the start of the turnaround for him was embracing who he is. He mm. doesn't play clean golf. No. It's just not who Jordan Spieth is. But ugly golf works in the open when you don't have a whole lot of pride about how it looks, whether you're scoring well or not. Mm -hmm. It didn't look beautiful but it was classic Jordan speed. He's in with 65 and he's in let's go. Right. I'm curious. And Harry was laughing and, and making fun of it because it's true. And, and even the deeper connection that he has to the broadcast, but look, clearly it's, it's not a leap to say that the network is going to be thrilled. If Rory McIlroy <laughs> is competing in this event, how long and how well does he need to be playing 
in order for you to start buying into Rory this week? Uh, he needs to be up five with three holes left. Um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I've been hurt way too many times by Rory McIlroy to all of a sudden buy in for the 200th time and knowing that it's going to end poorly. So, you know, he hits a great wedge shot on the first hole, one under through one. Like, all right, here we go. We're going to get hurt again. So, um, but if you look, I mean, put aside the 2019 shocking first tee shot OB at Royal Port Rush. He has a good history in this tournament, so he plays it pretty well despite having a ball flight in a game that really shouldn't match up with this type of golf. But I have a feeling he's going to be a part of this again. He just seemed to have this quiet confidence in his news conference despite missing the cut at the Scottish Open. And two times in his career, he has missed the cut and then won the next start. So hmm. he's done it before. History tells us that uh, the more experienced players tend to play better in this championship, uh, I think, you know, the a- average age or, or something like you got to be at least 32 years old, really, is, is like one of those uh, cutoff points. What is the young player that's out there early that we, where you think, you know, this guy could really put this together for three more days and, and win this thing? I was very happy to see Scotty Scheffler played well this morning. You know, he's T7 right now, three under. That's a good round on this golf course for a guy who really doesn't have a whole lot of links golf experience. You know, being a Texan, you should be able to play in the wind pretty well, hypothetically speaking. Mm-hmm. And he did show off a couple of things in the practice rounds, trying to control his ball, like trying to control the spin. I think he's going to feel pretty comfortable out there. And it's really weird to say that the number three golfer in the world, Callum Morikawa, has never played in the Open as a professional. So this is his basically introduction to this style of golf. He's a world-class ball striker. He should get it. It should work out for him. But I think that you have two really highly ranked young players that really haven't had a whole lot of exposure to Lynx golf because of COVID and because mm-hmm. of the break last year. I still think they're poised to do really well this week, though. If the wind does kind of pick up, then it continues to dry out as we're expecting. Just to want to follow up on, on Morikawa real quick, because I, I wonder if it, it's going to get to a point where being new doesn't matter anymore, right? Like the old adage of a rookie playing in the playoffs. All right, you're no longer a rookie. You know, you're, you're past that year. It, it, is it going to get to a point? He's two under through 13 so far. Everything can change in a matter of minutes. I get that, Ryan. But unlike Rory, is there going to get to a point where you're kind of thinking to yourself, all right, he's outplayed the concern of this being his first open? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't really have any concern about it being his first exposure to links, even though he said... Uh, earlier in the week that he's struggling or he was struggling with ball striking. But when you hit it perfect every time, what's struggling with ball striking? I, I, I don't know what the answer to that is. And I think the last time that he talked about he was struggling with ball striking, which was playing off of Bermuda with wedges, he won the tournament that he talked about struggling off of hitting Bermuda. He won the concession tournament. So I think he figures things out really quickly. The challenge for him, just like a lot of these young kids, is putting. There's really not a good elite ball striker other than John Rahm that can putt well consistently. So that's kind of the mark of this era is all these guys who can bomb it and really play good golf from tee to green. But when you ask them to hit a putt that matters, most of them wilt. So I think that's that's kind of the concern for a Morikawa or a Hovland or a Scheffler or a Shoffley, guys who you just watch them try to coax in four footers um, and it just kind of looks pretty gross. It looks like me. 
basically. <laughs> uh, but uh, it, Ryan, what did you think of uh, DeChambeau's first round? Got off to a two-over uh, start on the front nine, then he birdied three straight holes, 12, 13, 14, and then kind of uh, you know was holding on for dear life to come in at plus one. Yeah, I kind of figured he wasn't going to play that great this week. I don't think this golf course, I don't think open championship-style golf really sets up well for who he is. I, I think the U.S. Open sets up beautifully for him because there are effectively bumpers for his bad drives. It's just deep rough. It just turns out that the deep rough affects everybody, and he hits it the farthest and hits it the highest. So that means he has the best advantage out of the stuff everybody's playing out of. But at the open, it's fairly wide. There's plenty of playing corridors and plenty to work with in terms of off the tee. Different styles can work, but there's no bumpers. I mean, the bumpers are two-foot deep fescue that you're lucky to find the ball, much less get it out of. And I think that really bothers him. There's no place to stop the ball that he hits so far. And he doesn't really have a repertoire of hitting the ball low. That's That totally works against everything he has built up the last couple of years. So uh, not that I'm rooting for him to play poorly, but he threw his manufacturer under the bus. He said his driver, quote, sucks yeah. after the round. <laughs> and, I, and I'm here to tell you, Bryson, it's you. It's not the driver because I play right. the same driver you play, and I love it. So um, I think it's you, buddy. And yeah. you're good. Like, you know, you don't pretend to be good like me or have days or weeks or stretches like Harry. You, no, Ryan's a stick. Exactly. Yeah, you yeah. Back it up. So when you talk about anything from technique to equipment, we're listening by all means. Uh, real quick, though, how about another guy who finished one over, Mr. Chalk out there and John Rahm? How concerning is this? To a degree it is, but I, I think uh, – I guess it just depends on what the, the weather forecast looks like tomorrow. I mean, it seems like the, the morning wave was the winner today. Uh, will that be the winning wave tomorrow? Or will the afternoon get the, the opportunity to score again? Or will it just be good all the way throughout? I, I think Rom promptly felt the weight of a lot of expectations. And frankly, I mean, this golf course is one where it can get away from you pretty easily. You can play okay and still struggle to score. Uh, you got to keep the ball pretty tight to the hole and you've got to be kind of willing to hit putts in that are a little, maybe a little bit slower than you expect. So I'm not, I mean, a 64 was out there today. That's not, it's not to say it's going to necessarily be out there tomorrow, but I think if you shoot something like 66, 65, if you're Rom, then you're, you're not that far out of it. Cause I don't think the lead's going to get that much farther past maybe eight or nine under come tomorrow evening. Harry, yeah. hold on real quick. We're going to Go break on, on the network still live here with Ryan Ballingy on the Jacob Media YouTube page here, live on the middle. Go ahead. Yeah, Ryan, getting back to DeChambeau, one final thought. I think you make a great point in that this doesn't really set up well for him because he's such – you know, the, the, the tactician down to the, you know, the math and everything's got, got to sort of add up. He, he wants predictability, you know, and this is a random – there's a randomness to Lynx golf and an unpredictability to how the ball is going to react once it hits the ground. That doesn't surely really set up for him. You know, it's like yeah, he wasn't supposed to do that. It didn't do that on the sheet. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> You're absolutely right. He's trying to – and he talks about this fairly frequently, trying to take variability – out of the game, trying mm -hmm. to create something that you can repeat over and over again, which, I mean, that's what we're all trying to do. But it seems to really bother him when it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. And this golf course is, the reason it is a championship golf course is the topography, the weird bounces, the blind shots, the stuff you can't control and you kind of have to get in your head. You are not the master of your domain this week. Right. You, you are at the mercy of what the ball does on the ground. 
I, I just don't think that computes with how he thinks about golf. And mm-hmm. uh, there's got to be a humbleness to competing in the open and particularly on this type of golf course. And if it gets windy, that you're just going to have a lot of variability because there's just a whole bunch of stuff beyond your control. Is there somebody that kind of hung on today that you look at and think to yourself, all right, they did enough. They did enough to be in contention. They just did enough to get through the day, the weather, the conditions. Not that it was brutal. I mean, 15 miles per hour uh, for a lot of it didn't seem like it was daunting. But just somebody like maybe Justin or not Justin Thomas, who's still on there. Somebody like DJ, somebody who kind of just is hanging and, and you're not really just down on like a Bryson who finishes one over. Yeah, DJ came to mind as soon as you started the question. I mean, his problem the last couple of months has been driver. And he's kind of taking it out of play a little bit here because he doesn't have to hit it. He can get around this golf course with a utility iron, playing the ball a little bit lower. I think that kind of works in his favor. I mean, he was sitting at 20 to one without people doing the logical jump of, well, he stinks with driver right now. If He doesn't have to hit driver. If you look at his finishes in, in PGA Tour events, I mean, there's stuff that most PGA Tour pros would be thrilled with week to week, T14, T23, you know, those types of things. So if he just keeps the ball in play and keeps playing his otherwise normal good brand of golf, Seems like it would be a good result. So I, I think he's in fine shape right here, four back. Looks like Nicholson's gotten off to a hard start. Four over yeah. through seven or eight holes, right? Yeah, not so hot for Phil. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's unfortunate. But, you know, if you're 51 years old, uh, again, there's a whole lot more variability in your life than uh, than 27-year-old superstars, you know, trying to control every single shot. So I think Phil's kind of uh, – he's going to be off – for a while in terms of celebrating that sixth major. And I, I don't blame him one bit. Go, exactly. go have a great time. Uh, right. As we're coming back here, just want to reset. This is the middle on the sports map radio network presented by rocket mortgage live from the O'Reilly auto Parts studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks and Harry Mays. Ryan Ballingy is Joining us right now, you should follow him if you're not already at Ryan Ballingy at Golf Newsnet is the Twitter account for thegolfnewsnet.com, which is Ryan's site, fully all comprehensive site that you have on the game up and down from the PGA and beyond. So, as we're kind of winding down here and just looking at where we are so far, I did want to go back, not that we glossed over Louie by any means, but kind of appeal to conversations that you and I have had even before Harry and Barrett and the show existed. And, and that's just trying to get ahead of the regression to the mean, right? Trying to get ahead of somebody who has done something amazing on one day and the likelihood of it backing up the next day, especially on a course like this where conditions are so volatile and it's, he's not alone. Harmon, you mentioned speed as well. So who's the one guy that you look like that you've looked at that's, finish that's in the clubhouse that you really are concerned about repeating this performance if it's six five or maybe even four under probably uh, the reverse order Harmon I'm most concerned about he's never really had a good finish in this championship playing good golf this year uh, maybe not his career best golf from two three years ago but you know playing solid golf but it's not like he's some kind of link stud who shows up in every major so he's probably my top concern and then Spieth just kind of has this weird variability about him uh, that he could he could shoot 75 tomorrow. I mean, that, that's a realistic possibility for him. I don't think he's going to do that, but I think the variability of him is pretty high. 
And I, I think Louis just kind of locked in on the majors right now. I think he's a man on a mission here. Uh, not to say he's going to shoot 64-64 and open up a can going into the weekend, but um, I think he could probably put up a 68 tomorrow. I feel really good if he's one or two off the pace at worst and just kind of hang around. I think that's the thing he wants to do most is just kind of hang around. He doesn't want to be in control of this tournament. I mean, that's, that is not his thing um, in major championships, but if he can just kind of hang around, that's all. And just let other people around, you know, feel out where things are on Saturday and Sunday. I think he's going to be pretty comfortable. All right, Ryan, we appreciate you, brother. Great Thanks stuff, for man. On. Really awesome stuff, man. Thanks guys. Appreciate it as always. You Thanks, got it. Ryan, Ryan Balangy at, golf news net for the golf news we're back in three coming up next on the middle jacob media youtube page leave us a like all right and make sure you're subscribed i get scared sometimes of a lot of things joining in decisions the dark the dark but i once heard someone say but as i always say it's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods. Your vacation, your way. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. This is a key. It's a family tree. It's a pair of wings. It's a secret handshake. And a ticket to anywhere in the world. It's more than a uniform. It's the door to a world most people only dream of. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. Try it on at GoArmy.com. 
I'm wondering if anybody else heard all that noise. Was that Shander's house or was that Ryan's house? I think it's Shander. A couple of things on the stream here. You guys don't miss a trick, man. They're focusing in on Ryan Balangie's sunburn. He did. <laughs> his, his head was pretty red. John Shelton pointing out, Ryan must be playing a lot of golf with that sunburn. Yes, he does play a lot of golf. He's good. Uh, Play Action Reel says, let's get Ryan a Copper Tone sponsorship. LOL. <laughs> I didn't hear any noise, so it must have been on his end. Hey, it was it was loud, man. What was it? Sounded like like furniture was like being moved, and then something fell over. And I could hear some somebody talking. No, it wasn't me. Oh, he good. sounded like he was talking a little low, like maybe he didn't want to wake somebody up, or yeah, well, whatever it fell woke somebody up. I guarantee you. Uh oh. But did you see this play action reel? Says let's get Ryan a copper tone sponsorship. <laughs> he did look a little a uh, little cooked, a little red there. Well, little I mean, red. Look- I'd be red. I'd be beat red if I played golf that well. Yeah. Right. I was out yesterday. It was huck and fought yesterday, man. Humid. What time were you out? Oh, I was out at uh, 2.40 tea time. We finished in three hours and 40 minutes at Rolling Green. What a place that is. Awesome. Where is it? Rolling Green in Delaware County, Springfield. Okay. okay. Right off Route 1. And the group behind us was uh, Fran Dunphy and three guys. Did you see Fran? Yeah, sure. All right. Just yeah. make sure. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. That's his home club. I didn't know that. Is that right? Mm-hmm. I don't even know who's at my club. Should be taking advantage of all this shit. I don't even know. Isn't Mehmet Oz over there now? Maybe. I don't know. I can neither confirm. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger. Less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Confirm or deny on a public <laughs> forum. <laughs> Problem with me, though, is that even if somebody like that was there, I, I wouldn't like, I, hey, how you doing? <laughs> right. Shirt's all untucked. Right, right. The ball and looking like a shamad. Yeah. Hey, how you going? (laughs) Who's this guy? (laughs) Oh, what's up, guys? Oh man, look who just walked down the hill. Here he comes. (laughs) Caddies must love hate me. (laughs) That's why I tip them. With Jacob Media. And you, my friend, are caught in the middle. The middle starts now, starts now on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, the second hour here, as we have everybody on, there is nobody left that has not teed off yet out there on the course. So Royal St. George's 
has been put to work today. And Louis Ustays and Brian Harmon, Jordan Speed, those are your guys at the top. And then a lot of guys still out there, right? Yeah. We, we but yeah, Sorry. it's a long day because they don't use split tees. Everybody tees off from number one. Isn't that great, by the yeah. way? Yeah. And I like that because Kurt Kitayama gets his name called just like Shane Lowry or yep. Justin Rose or anybody right. else out there. Yep. Game number 33 <laughs> on the team from Japan. Yeah. And it's great. It's a, it's one of the cool traditions. I saw Damon, Joel Damon, Joel right? Damon. 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 Yeah. yeah. So I saw him tee mm -hmm. off earlier today and it was the same thing I'm from the United States. Yeah. Ricky Fowler with the Oakleys. He got a nice little ovation. Of course. But I tell you who got a nice, who got a big ovation, and I think he might have been in the same group, was McIntyre, the young. Oh, the Scottish Scott. guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. the lefty. Yeah. 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 He played college golf here, right? Bowling I, Green was it? I, I believe. I believe it's somewhere in the states. He went. Yeah. I'm not sure where. Is that but, happening a lot? Uh, are oh yeah. Countries just loading up talent to get a free education here at the expense of Americans. Absolutely. John Rahm went to Arizona State. Oh, geez. When he came, when he came here, he couldn't speak any English. Think about that. Know, he doesn't even need to. No, but he, he speaks really good English. Oh, good. Now, I mean, he taught himself. That. He, he learned, I think, from listening to rap music. No, John Rahm did? Yeah. How old is John Rahm? He's probably, what, is, what do you think, 28, maybe? 29? 26? He's 26? Boy, I am in not. Really? I'm, like, I'm out of shape. I'm not I in, like, bad shape. I'm out of shape. But John Rahm has the body of, like, a 40-year-old, does he well, not? He has, a, he has a, that, that old Nicholas body. Yeah, but he's 26, man. You know, this yeah, guy. Yeah, he is 26. He's old. He'll like, be 27 this in, in November. In November. Yeah, yeah, that's a couple of months away here. Yeah. Don't you think that he should? Like, this guy's chiseled. He'd be night and day better than everybody else. I don't know, man. Come on. Some guys just play better fat. Just he's like Shane Lowry. Shane Lowry can't smelt up. You you know somebody like that, skinny fat, where they only have fat in like their stomach area and they're like skinny elsewhere. Like he doesn't have mm -hmm. big legs or he doesn't have chicken thigh neck or something like that. He doesn't have a chicken neck. He's thick, man. So he's 26. I was just trying to figure out, he's born in 94, what rap music he was listening to. This is what, maybe four or five years ago? Oh, it's probably... Yeah, seven, seven, eight years old, seven or eight years ago. Ago. Okay, so yeah. he graduated 2016 mm -hmm. in Arizona State. So, so 2012, he got there. Let's see what the number one hip hop album was in 2012. Well, he might have been listening to old school stuff. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm not going to just give him the benefit of the doubt that he was locked into KRS One. Well, Bruder said he's learned English from listening to Tupac. Are you are we sure about that? You're you're doubting? I don't know. Look, Young Jeezy and Drake were the top albums that year. So Drake was a monster mogul. Maybe, maybe Rom learned Kendrick Lamar too. He was big on Kendrick Lamar. Well, he was also big in 2012. Okay. So I, I okay, I can get behind Lamar. Yeah. Looks like 2012, he might have had the best album, at least. Uh, maybe Killer Mike. Okay, Killer Mike had an album out there. I, I can get with that. Oh, look, my guy, he's no longer here on the planet with us. That's when Mike Tyson came out. Sean Price. Sean, mm. Sean Price. So Killer Mike, that sounds like a sports radio caller. Let's go to the phones. Let's go, Let's go to, to Killer, Killer Mike. Mike. That's like a Jim Rome call. Yeah. Killer Mike. <laughs> in, <laughs> in Boise. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Killer Mike. Uh, all right. I mean, there's some decent hip hop that came out in 2012. Just some pretty good rap music that came yeah. out in 2012. All right. Look, maybe he was maybe he was listening to Sean Price, which was an album that came out as well. So uh, I'm not going to rip him by any means. There, there's a lot of English, to, especially if Bruder's comment there is accurate, which I don't have any reason to doubt him. But if he Bruder, learned, Bruder's a golf honk, man. He's he's not going to lie to you. Even better. If he learned from Tupac, there's arguably nobody better to learn from. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm fine with that. Definitely fine with that. I didn't realize that though. Yeah. I think he speaks really good English, though. I, yeah. I mean, I didn't realize that he came in this country years ago, what, maybe nine, ten years ago, and, and couldn't even speak it to now. Mm-hmm. Don't let Stephen A hear that. That's gonna be no, a, I know. a show. Hey, you had John Rom <laughs> able to pick it up in a year. <laughs> I think Stephen A was more or less making the point or trying to make the point that baseball, you know, is it's baseball's issue. It's not Otani's real issue. It's not anything anti-Asian or anti-Japanese or anything. It's like for baseball to have that guy as your best player and he can't really communicate to the fan base is an issue because he could be even bigger. I don't know, though, and I'll I'll tell you why. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Chander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. So, and and Harry just brought this up because I was making fun of the idiot on TV, and you can pick and choose. We make fun of different idiots each day on TV in the morning, but that uh, just this whole thing about Otani and kind of the conversation that came from it because we were talking about John Rahm just now learning English from Tupac and other rap artists, and it got back to Otani, of course. Here's where I I think this is the biggest problem I have with everything, Harry, and it goes back to these shows, just like we saw with Michael Robinson stepping into a river that's been flowing for decades. Mm -hmm. Baseball has had plenty, including a guy who's hurt that plays on the very same team as Shohei Otani in one of the biggest markets on the planet in Mike Trout. So what what Stephen A. and others in that conversation I felt like we're doing was just piggybacking on a conversation that has been going on forever, which is why can't like why isn't Bryce Harper or Mike Trout? We've talked about plenty of people that are from this country, English first people that baseball has failed to market. So I feel like for for this conversation, the parameters were narrowed, but more unfairly, if that makes sense. Well, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. In other words, baseball has a, has always had a problem marketing its players. Right. And that's true. But I think with this guy and what he does, since he is he, he is like a unicorn because he's a pitcher and a slugger, it's like Babe Ruth all over again. And I think that gives him the real, you know, sort of advantage where if he was able to communicate to the fan base, he could be a, a big marketable star because of what know. he does. But that's the thing. I don't know where I honestly, I don't know how you get around already bigger stars at the time or at least baseball trying. Like, it's not like baseball failed or or didn't even attempt to market Mike Trout. It's that they can't like Otani is going to be built in marketed to a country or really a region. Yeah. Like with Yao Ming, we've seen this where you don't even need well, to be amazing. He just happens to be amazing. Right. It was like uh, Ichiro years Correct. ago, you know? Correct. So that's where I feel like 
it's cherry picking on something that's already been looked at and exhausted, which is why can't baseball be more popular? Why can't baseball market its stars? It just so happens that this time around, the biggest name is somebody who can't speak English or is not English first. But I feel like we've had so many times this look, this has come up with trout. This has come up with Cabrera. This has come up with guys who only speak Spanish, who only right. speak another language, not English, and guys who were born and raised here who couldn't speak anything other than bad English they learned in Millville, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bad English. That was a band. Best band ever? No. With the name English in it? Um, the How English about Beat. How about the English Beat? The English Beat or just yeah. English Beat? English Beat. There was like a ska band in the 80s. They were pretty good. All uh, right, English Beat. What what was their claim to fame here? Um, and I can't name the songs. I mean, it's well, I got a couple. Like a reggae ska sound that they had. I just can't stop it. Whoppin', which is like what happened, it looks like. Special Beat Service. Oh, these are studio albums, so mm-hmm. I need to find out. You need to get the, the songs. They had a couple of big hits. Right. Andy Cox, man. Come on. A guitarist, ranking Roger, lead vocals, and he played the toaster, it looks like, as is well. Is that right? Yeah. Bad English, I think, had John Waite as the singer from The Babies. Do you remember, you remember The Babies? No, I don't. Uh, they had a couple of good songs, and then he went solo, and he was in Bad English. I'm pretty sure he was in that band. Yeah, John Waite, Rich yeah. Phillips is the bassist. Good singer, man. Yeah, who was also in The Babies. Oh, okay. Yeah, along with Journey guitarist Neil, is it Scott? Sean. Sean, Sean, yeah. And drummer Dean Castronovo. Okay. Well, all yeah. right, well, look, Bad English, I don't know if we can put it above Bad Company on Mount Rushmore of groups uh, with the name Bad. Bad Company's number one. It's got to be number right? one bad. Yeah. Okay. Number yeah. one bad. <laughs> yes. Not Michael Jackson's bad. That's a no. Song. We're talking about a group here. <laughs> All right. A group here. Now, do you have any interest in uh, looking ahead at game five? Is there any early look right now? Again, we're going to talk to Matt Mullen at 1240. So that'll spark a lot of Eagles conversation. I'm sure that will roll through overtime. And then also here we have fake news coming up in about seven or eight minutes. But the Bucks right now are getting four, yeah, getting four on the road mm. after winning two straight. Yeah, and covering. <sighs> Covered last night. Yes, great call. How about the block by Giannis? That was an unbelievably athletic play. Amazing. You know, and and the game was in the balance. They had like a two point lead at that point. I think it was like one hundred one ninety nine when he did that. Yep, that was huge. He had a really good explanation of it about how there was like such a, a thin margin of depending on what Aiton would do with the basketball. Like the only way that would have worked is if Aiton continued to try and dunk it because Giannis jumped at the rim. He didn't jump at Aiton. Right. So he didn't jump to block the shot. He kind of jumped to get in the way of it. Meaning he was like, anticipating where the ball would be instead of going yes. at the player. Yeah. Which he then admits if Aiton shot the ball instead of trying to dunk it, it would have been goaltending. Right. So the, yeah. it's, it's just like, again, this is a risk that he took knowing full well to go to, I mean, the intelligence of, of being, knowing where you are on the floor and what to do, knowing, of course, it's also going to be a risk. It, it was. I love stuff like that, right? Yeah. Where you get the the reasoning and, and the mentality behind, as you mentioned, a ridiculously athletic play. And how do they not foul Booker out? Who? Booker. I thought they did. 
No. And then they called it back like it wasn't. And then it that's was- what got initially it looked like one of the refs went over to try and call a foul and then they like let it go. Right. I mean, that was a foul. Yeah. It was. That was there an obvious foul. All right. The English really beat weird. Their best song, the one that I know the best, is Save It for Later. That was a big hit. Save it for later. Save it for later. Save it for later. It's got like kind of a kind of cool beat to it. Okay. And Mirror in the Bathroom was another one. Mirror in the Bathroom. Yeah. Is that like what do you think it would be? What what it means? I have no idea. What do you think they're saving for later? <laughs> a now and later? <laughs> <laughs> Save uh, it for later. Good Save tune. Save it for later. Yes. That's- any movement yeah. up top? Nothing yet, right? Nobody's really threatening that's on the course. Corey Connors, Keith Mitchell. Ben What's Schmitt. Connors at? Connors is three under through 14. Beautiful. You got him first round or just in oh, general? No, I have him in my in my fantasy lineup. That's nice. Do you have Van yeah. Tonder in there? No, I do not. I had, what's, uh, what is Shawfley out? What's he out to? Well, he teed off just before we came on. Okay. I was watching him. I was watching him tee. Let's let's go. Easiest thing is to just look at who's through today. Do you like him in this? I mean, Ryan had a really funny quip about how he's looking for the grand slam of second places. Yeah. Minus a major here. And he's even through eight. So you okay. know he's gonna hang. Yeah. But I, I don't know. And look, from a DFS standpoint to betting him to win, it's completely different. I get it. DFS. Yeah, so you have him in DFS, which which I like actually. I I do like. I have Casey in there too, and Scheffler. Man, I'm just looking at Webb Simpson, one under through eleven. Just hang, man. Mm-hmm. That's all I need him to do is hang. Ah, Tony Finau, two under. We knew that he was going to have some boom bust to him though, especially this round, right? Two under through what? Uh, well, I'm probably behind fifteen. 15. Uh, okay, I have him at fifteen. 15, maybe you take a, maybe like, here's the thing who Corey Connors, maybe it's, I don't know if you're going to do it on Keith Mitchell. looks like they're in the same group here, but would you take a shot right now at Corey Connors on first round leader? I'll, I'll give it to you here. Oh, he's, got, he's only got like five holes to go. That's what I mean. Yeah. Four or five holes to go. You're going to get him at plus 20. And those, those final two holes really aren't birdie Brutal. holes off the board here but i was looking at it just now it's going back and forth on fox to where looking at how many holes remaining plus where somebody is benjamin herp have a bear uh really just i mean morikawa is minus two through 14 yeah four holes to go to, to go four under is impossible yeah, nobody's going to threaten that. I don't think anybody's really going to get to no. Louis, right? Because, I mean, you got uh, Horschel's one under. There's a guy one under through seven, Justin Thomas. He's only through seven holes. He'd have to go on a pretty big run, though, wouldn't he? Yeah. JT through seven. I'll tell you, you want his odds first round? Yeah, give it to me. I got it. This thing's got to come back up. It was just taken off the board. Somebody must have done something. Let me see. Before it was off the board, it was uh, 12,500 before it was just taken off the board. So okay. I'm hoping this comes back. Yeah. 
See, I mean, there's only two par fives on this on this golf course. You know, par How difficult have they been so far? Well, the 14th hole, the par five on the back is a tough hole. That's like a par hole for a par five. Really? Yeah, it's tough. Did you see this, by the way? The Tokyo Olympics, I guess. Like, do we even know when this is starting? Not that I care. As far the as Olympics, we, yeah. Do you know when this is starting? Uh, is it the 23rd? Okay, so eight days, we'll say. From yeah, now. it's close. Yeah, Friday the 23rd. So this is from Bloomberg. According to Bloomberg, the outdoor swimming area at Tokyo Bay has had complaints for its smell. Oh. An athlete once even remarked that it smells, quote, like a toilet. Oh. Tokyo waste and sewage that is run off into the water is said to have been treated prior to it flowing oh. into Tokyo Bay. This sounds like a Ron Culver story in fake news. Well, I was getting your palate wet. Oh. It's just getting you ready here to go at the next segment because, yes, that's what will hit coming up. And, man, is oh. that Tokyo waste and sewage. Now, part of the game's triathlon is to uh -huh. take place in this Tokyo Bay. Look, uh, unless you're from one of these countries where, you know, you risk imprisonment by not competing, maybe you pull a hamstring or something. Right, right. right? Maybe yeah. it's, it's not worth it here. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like the East River in New York City. Or no. Google. Jeez. Can't you get, like, divers there just to put a net through it? Oh. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I mean, just the smell of it. Yeah, I'm getting nauseous just thinking, uh, it, right? Just yeah. thinking about that smell. All right, we'll take a quick one here across the board. Fake news with Ron Culver coming up next. Matt Mullen at 1240. It's the middle. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods. Your vacation, your way. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. 
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. This is a key. It's a family tree. It's a pair of wings. It's a secret handshake. And a ticket to anywhere in the world. It's more than a uniform. It's the door to a world most people only dream of. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. Try it on at GoArmy.com. All right. Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Matt Mullen's going to pop on with us coming up in about 10 minutes. And before that, we've got fake news. Ron Culver should be, I, I don't know, easier or maybe more difficult, depending on how you define tricking what used to be the three of us, but today is now going to be the two of us because Barrett's out playing golf. You just wanted to get that in there. Well, absolutely. We're not getting anything from it. We're it, not ang- it angers you. Now, now here's what here's what I wish we could get from it would be him coming on tomorrow with a guest or two that shows up on the show that he met the day before playing golf. No, that hasn't happened from the first three golf tournaments that he's. I been know. In. So I, I don't think so. I mean, I- he claimed he got all these phone numbers at the last mm-hmm. golf outing that he attended. And I'm like, okay, you got the phone number. Part of the deal is getting the phone number. Then you actually have to dial the phone number. You have to do something with it. It's not right. like you can just sit there and right. say, okay. Oh, I gave that guy my phone number. I guess yeah. I better call into his show. Is Barrett just doing like the 48 to 72 hour rule? Like you get the number, but don't call. You don't call. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Well, for Barrett, it's the 72 week rule. <laughs> not ours. By you any means. You want desperate, Harry. Come on. <laughs> I don't even think it's about, look, at this point, I think we can appear desperate. If, yes, if I have no problem being, on, yes. I have no shame in being desperate. No, by no means. By no means whatsoever. All right, what do you got today? Uh, I don't have the uh, toilet sewer Tokyo uh, or Tokyo Bay sewer story. I'm sorry. Because, we, you know, we did blowouts yesterday. We did. That's true. We yeah. did a Mount Rushmore of blowouts. <laughs> That's right. Yep. So we'll, we'll just, we'll leave. I should have been there. I mean, that could have been, uh, was that number four, or number five? Did that bump the movie blowout? Tokyo Bay. Oh, I think so. Yeah. I think, yeah. You, whatever led to the situation in the Tokyo Bay might have been the biggest blowout. That's a special kind of blowout. Seriously. Yeah. All, All right. right that's, that's, we yeah. Got, we got three stories. Two are real. One is fake. You ready? We mm-hmm. are. Story number one. Odds for a hole-in-one for an average golfer, 12,500 to one. For a professional golfer, that's 2,500 to one. Odds for hitting a golf ball at a top golf and having that ball yeah. struck by lightning in mid-flight for one San Antonio team was about one out of three tries. Yeah, I saw this wow. on, on social. And I the, the immediate thing I thought to myself, Harry, was somebody just wasted their luck on a ball getting hit by lightning, not a hole in one. Hmm. Like if I'm going to, my luck, I would want it. And I'm not talking about everything. So yeah, you know, I want my family and all the other stuff. So stop with that nonsense. But 
my luck would be winning the lottery and then a hole in one. Mm. That That's where I would want bets. I can win and lose DFS. I can win and lose, but wouldn't you kind of feel like, Oh my goodness. I just had something happen one in a trillion times. Yeah. There goes my hole in one shot. Unless you've already hit one. I have one hole in one. Is it the kid who hit it or the one recording it? What do you mean? The more lucky. The one recording it, I think. No, I think the one who hit it because they're probably recording everything. They're, they're probably recording it to make fun of the guys or the people uh, playing. Sure, they. Were, I mean, they had it. They had the camera steady. Yeah, everything gets well, recorded, Ron. These Mike, guys just uh, whacking balls left and right as the storm was raging in, and just the fact that this ball sailed through the air in midair was struck by lightning. It's amazing. That's amazing. Now, my question is: is why don't they blow the horn if there's lightning in the area, like they do at a golf course? It's covered. T- top golf, it's covered. Yeah, but isn't it? Yeah, but it's still. I mean, you're you're swinging a metal object, and you're outside, even though you're covered. It's not indoors, is it? And it's quasi. Kind of. Yeah, it's it's like a carport that's like not indoors, but it's okay, not. Outdoors. But still, I, I you know I wouldn't want to be swinging a metal golf Fair club. Enough. If you're standing in the middle of a garage and hitting a ball out there, wouldn't you feel okay about hitting a ball? Not really. I wouldn't. Look, nobody's forcing you to. Like, I, I don't want you to feel like these kids were forced to play. I'm, I'm thinking he has to do this. Got to get over that fear, Harry. That you know you're going to get struck by lightning when you have a roof over you. Hey man, I'm telling you, it's no joke. Top golf's not too far from you. I feel like Top Golf could really mess your game up, though, right? Yeah, I've never gone to one. Uh, Je- Jeff Bruder says he saw a guy get hit with lightning at his home course back in Pittsburgh, and it scarred him for life. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, it probably you know, the scarred guy the guy who got hit even well, worse. Well, he's he's definitely scarred. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's amazing. Well, and then we know that's true. <laughs> you guys, you, the odds have got are ever in your favor, right? Correct. That's right. Story number two: As a rumored side effect of having COVID, Brazil's president Jair Bolsonaro has been hospitalized due to suffering with severe hiccups for the last ten days. Oh man! Wow, that's you awful. Get hiccups for like three hours. That's awful. But you're not burping them properly, Aton. I'm yeah, sure that's all. This uh, the. The Brazil president needs just a good burping. Seriously, how how big is he? Is he burpable? Like, could could a strong man in Brazil lift up this guy and burp him? <laughs> <laughs> do you burp your uh, son? Yes, I do. Yeah? Every now and again, he'll pop up with these hiccups for a yeah. while. But yeah, yes, I do. You're that, a good burper? I think so. Yeah. I think I'm a decent burper. Absolutely. How now, are you at changing the diaper? Actually, pretty good. Yeah. No, pretty good. Yeah, I've been pretty good at that. Even wiping his rear. I'm I'm getting it, man. I'm getting it. Would you rather change the diaper or would you rather dive into the pool over in Japan? Oh, I'd rather change the diaper because he's still at a stage right now where the diaper smells, but it doesn't smell like crap. Mm. What's so, it smell like? <laughs> it's a Ron, it's a weird way to to describe it because he's not even a month old right he's an odor to it but the yeah odor odor hasn't really hit yet. right really yes harry revisit this question three months from now okay wow that's interesting here's the thing though ron he won't have to because one of these days i'm gonna come in like pale like i just vomited because i probably just did because the change happened yeah very true i never knew that like that that's interesting so the first couple months it really doesn't have a foul uh scent Uh, because it's not really it's not really uh digested stuff yet 
Wow. It's all the stuff from like before. It's like still ah, cleaned okay. out. Huh. All right. Let's. You, I'm sorry. When you start, when you when you really introduce food, like uh, actual baby food, and you're not mm-hmm. just doing formula or breast. Milk, oh, okay. Now it kind of makes sense. That's where the odor really starts to kick in because now they're actually processing. Gotcha. Meats and vegetables. And speaking of that, on to story number three. On the heels of Kraft receiving rave reviews for the new mac and cheese ice cream, Campbell's is partnering up with the same company, Ben Lewin Ice Cream, to create a SpaghettiOs version. Mm. I saw this macaroni and cheese ice cream thing. It almost made me puke. Okay. The thought of it. And I love mac and cheese. Don't get me wrong. Some things should not be mixed. Or, I agree. You know what I mean? Yeah. like Just mac- leave it alone. Pineapple. This reminds me of the pineapple pizza theory. Yeah. All right, so you. Although that's not bad, really. Uh, don't. So I'll just uh, recap for you guys because story number one was about the ball, hit which by which I saw, which you mm-hmm. saw, and we'll have to share the video with Harry. Uh, story number two is uh, the Brazilian president having hiccups for ten straight days, and story number three is the same company that made the mac and cheese ice cream is now going to make a SpaghettiOs version. Which you saw the third one, right, Harry? No, I just saw the fact that there is a macaroni and cheese ice cream. It had okay. nothing to do with the other. Okay. I'm going to say that that's the fake story, though. The third I'll one. I'll say that as well. Yeah. I, I think you're right. I think story two is way too ridiculous for it to not be true. Mm-hmm. All right. What say you, Ron Culver? Hey, this must have been an easy day because you both are correct. <laughs> I thought I could get you on 10 straight days of hiccups, but... Yeah, that's that must be annoying. I can't imagine oh, doing that while you're sleeping. Terrible. <laughs> that is terrible. All right, brother. Good stuff. We're back with Matt Mullen coming up next on Sports Map Radio. Don't go anywhere because right here on the Jacob Media YouTube page where you should be like, subscribed, and all is right now. What's up, buddy? There he is. What's up, guys? How are you? Great. What's going on? Not much, not much. How's uh how's the how's the baby? How's Teddy? Uh, not bad, man. Not bad. We're just talking about just the he he hasn't made that change yet. Where what comes out of him really smells it's like baby shit. smells. It's yeah, still, yeah. It's still, and it's awesome too. Like his, you know, the stuff that we wash his stuff in, and 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 the natural baby smell. He smells great. Hmm. I mean, the juxtaposition of him at five o'clock or six probably even later like the juxtaposition of him who's probably been changed you know like three times over smells like a fresh baby versus me who has sat on my ass and done three shows and sweats through everything it's got to be the yin yang of uh of all time man oh i love it have you been able to get out play any golf no not not since with you so Mm -hmm. hopefully you have another event or something that i you know I just need people to invite me now, even if it's to my own place. Yeah, you can't be like, I'm going golfing. Right. right. Hey, these guys want me to come with it. Yeah, yeah I got I you. need to go and say, hey, by the way, Harry had a foursome and somebody bailed late. You know, right. and I jump in and play. That's, that's how you been, Harry? You know. Really good, yeah. man. Real good. Thanks for asking. Played okay. a rolling green yesterday. Place oh, nice. is amazing. Really? Yeah, it's amazing. Oh. Yeah. I live right around the corner from Aronimink and drive past it like all the time. And uh-huh. it's just every time I'm like, God, I would ki-, like, I keep hoping one of my new neighbors is right. like a member. I don't think they are. I don't think anyone who lives here can afford that membership. Um, but yeah, I, there's a, 
my neighbor out back's a member at uh, St. David's. Yeah, that's yeah, right near me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, so you're not far from me then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's real. It's real. That's a Flynn course too. Or no, that no. I'm, I'm sorry. That's a Donald Ross. Oh, nice. That's a Donald Ross. No, I'm playing Jefferson. Uh, no, I'm playing Westover in a couple of weeks. But mm-hmm. I love Jeffersonville too. Jeffersonville's a Ross. Yeah, yeah. That's really nice. Yeah. 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 My uh, brother-in-law's good friend. That's that's like his home course there, Jeffersonville. Yeah, it's a good one. I I was amazed at how well it's kept. They redid the fifth hole. How long ago? Just over this, like it's just finished oh, wow. not too long yeah. ago. Morikawa, by the way, three under, just birdied. Is he? Uh huh. Wait a second. How how far is he into this thing? I haven't th- ah, through sixteen. Yeah, that was a par three, sixteen. I needed that to be like 14. Then I made a taking a flyer on him. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to well, find anybody. That, for the first round is two under through 12. Yeah. He just made a birdie. All right. Yeah. Have you seen the greenskeeper, the superintendent at yes. this place? Yes. Paul Larson. Yes. He looks like Robert Smith from the cure. <laughs> it's really hilarious, man. We gotta ask Berger if it's an eccentric look to be a greenskeeper. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, Matt Mullen, Philly Voice, is with us, and you can follow Matt on Twitter if you're not already at Matt underscore Mullen. And I saw a couple of things in the latest piece. Harry has been referencing it now earlier. This is how big of a story the Sirianni stuff was, Matt, is that I tried just assuming, especially since Barrett is off playing golf somewhere, that Harry would be more than willing to open up, sink his teeth into a nice, juicy, open conversation. And he was purposely shifting the conversation back to the Philadelphia Eagles. Normally, he is the one derailing, yet he was, hey, come on, let's, he, dare I say, Matt Mullen, Got it back to the Eagles. That's right. Harry fired up about this. I, I, I was, man. It was, this, was, this was good stuff, man. I, I, and we did it on a day with Barrett not even on the show. Barrett is always chomping at the bit to talk football, no matter what it is, if it's, it's just meaningless fodder conversation or if it's really juicy stuff. But this, this to me, is pretty good. I mean, you know, Michael Robinson saying he's not going to name names, but he knows guys in the locker room doubt the mm-hmm. coach's ability to lead. Well, it's funny. I was just reading Marcus Hayes had a story today where he, I guess, or the way it's worded, it might have been a collective effort of the Eagles reporters there, but they reached out to Eagles players in the locker room and they did find somebody came back and said, yeah, I'm skeptical. And some of the other guys in the locker room are as well. And um, I kind of agree with what Marcus wrote after that is, of course, you're skeptical of the guy. He hasn't been ahead. Like, there's a thing called healthy skepticism. And I think mm-hmm. that involves being, you know, this guy's going to come in. He's never been a head coach at any level before. So you don't know what, how he's going to handle those tasks. You know, he might be able to scheme the hell out of an offense, but that's not what being a coach is. It's more being right. the CEO, being the executive, the manager kind of thing. Um, so I think, yeah, being skeptic, be skeptical of a guy. I think the problem is don't go run and say that to a reporter. You know, you keep that kind of stuff in house, um, but I, I don't think there's anything wrong with guys, you know, being skeptical of a of a, of a first timer. Well, it's as you pointed out, it's similar to the, what happened with Doug Peterson when he started mm-hmm. out. Oh yeah, 
you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's same, even the same, all the way down to them saying, I think he was brought in to be a yes man. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was kind of one of the knocks on, on Peterson was bringing this guy who's familiar with the organization who, right. um, you know, how nobody else interviewed, the, nobody else right. interviewed him. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and miss out on the quote unquote, miss out on the top guys. Now, whether or not that was, you know, they just missed out on those guys or they wanted Sirianni over those guys. I can't say one way or the other. I wasn't in the room. I don't know what their board of coaches looked like. Um, But like, yeah, it it was the same thing with him. And as Marcus pointed out in his story today, it was the same thing with um, Ray Rhodes. It was the same thing with Andy Reid. The only guy that got the fans and people excited Chip was the Kelly. guy who flamed out the fastest. Yeah, it was yeah, Chip. Right. So maybe it is good that we're skeptical of the guy. Yeah. I mean, who who are the guys that uh, Peterson was hired over? McAdoo and Gase, right? They would have been disasters. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, here's when you look at some of the guys that Chip was hired over, there weren't really slam dunk guys there that went on to be, you know, great coaches. At least I don't think so. Uh, there was one, I thought. No, Gus Bradley. It was Gus Bradley. Yeah, yeah the, the Gus, Gus bus. Yeah. <laughs> here's here's what I am disappointed about this year. And maybe this is a column in the next week or so, Matt. But what I'm disappointed in is that I can't do what I really want to do this year. And I want to take the year off from Ajita. I want to take the year off from my stomach and my and my head and everything going crazy. But I can't. Because the one thing that's still here are these damn reports. It's like it, it's still these guys haven't even been here long enough to piss people off. And we have the same crap that's been happening with Peterson, with Carson before that, with before these guys even got here. It's like I really want to just watch this team and let everybody grow. But once again, I'm surrounded by these reports. I mean, the only thing I can, the only advice I can tell you is I don't think, I mean, that's just the new, that's life in, in the media, in reporting now. I mean, that's what these guys, um, that's how they're getting their stories out. It seems like, um, try to ignore it. Well, no, here's the thing. I'm not saying that I'm critical of Kemsky or anybody, you know, doing the work. What I'm saying though, is that like. You're, this, you're critical of the, of the reports coming out of the locker room in the first yes. place, that they're leaving those walls. Yeah. This is, you know, Josina Anderson saying, well, I'm hearing that people don't like Carson Wentz in the hallway, or this is a cornerback who's been traded saying Chip Kelly won't even look at you. Now, look, these things could be true. Don't get me wrong, but they haven't even had time to develop yet. Right. With some of the stuff coming out with Wentz or with player, you know, like, situations that have been festering for a little while. I understand what a player could be looking to get out of leaking that information. This, I have no earthly idea what a player thinks this, how this would even benefit them personally, let alone the team. Is there any merit to the, and look, I'm not trying to out or anything like that. I'm just trying to create a hypothetical just to follow up on that. And Harry, Matt, the, the stream, everybody else, does Zach Ertz gain anything by leaking this? Because hmm. he's the only one that I think wants out, right? Right, but Ertz hasn't been there. He hasn't been at any of the practices or camps. So hmm. how could he say that, you know, this guy hasn't been 
you know, living up to my expectations or whatever. He could um, say off the record. <laughs> so true. I mean, yeah, he, he could, he could, but I would hope that a reporter would push back on that and say, well, what experience do you actually have with, with this guy? Um, so yeah, I, I don't, I don't think it would be coming from him. Plus I don't think he's the kind of guy who would, who would do something like that. Uh, how do you, Harry. What's that? Just playing dragnet. That's all. Oh man. yeah. Right. Just the facts. <laughs> Um, how do you look at this season, Matt? Like I, I use the word sort of a, an experiment this season is because it's not only the head coach, it's also the quarterback. You're trying to sort of look and see if he's really a legitimate starting quarterback in the NFL. You're, you're thinking the same thing about the head coach. And oh, but oh, by the way, the carrot at the end of it or the or the the thing that's sort of the bailout is the possibility of having three first round picks in next year's draft. Well, and I think I also am viewing this year as kind of an experiment, kind of see what you have type thing. But like you said, it's also a critical year because by the end of the year, the coach, I think, you know, unless there's some sort of disaster or something, you know, that I, I can't even imagine what that would be. I think he's got at least two years. I think Lori is the kind of guy who's not going to ditch a coach mm-hmm. after one year. Uh, but Hurts, I mean, this is the real year for him because, like you said, with those three first-round picks, they're going to need to decide on these 17 games this year whether or not he's the guy going forward. Uh, you can't waste this opportunity to either trade for a guy if you know Deshaun Watson's situation plays out and he's available to you or to use those picks to move up and get whatever quarterback you want. Um, I. So in that sense, in the Jalen Hurts sense, it's more than just an experiment year. I think it's a make or break year for him. Um, But overall for the team, yes, I think, you know, don't get too hung up on the wins and losses. Um, Look at the season as a whole and see if, you know, guys like Hurts and especially Sirianni, obviously, but even Devonta Smith, Jalen Rager, all these other guys, if they're better in week 17 than they were in week one, even if the team is one in 16, the season was a success. Yeah. And the left so tackle position. Well, that, yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously all yeah. these little things have to have to fill out along the way. But, you know, if you see the players growing, you see the coach growing, you see signs of improvement and positive momentum going into the next year, it was a success, regardless of wins and losses. So, again, I'm not going to go back to the same question, but but I am curious how you see this now. What happens if we're trying to do this and guys are trying to go out and, you know, Devontae Smith has a couple of weeks where he's not great or Jalen Hurts has a couple of weeks in which he's not great. And we're just trying to be patient. We're just trying to be patient. And then here comes Jimmy Kemsky with a report that's been validated and verified by you and Evan Macy. And it's been proven, right, that six or seven people in the locker room are talking. And what's Jimmy going to do? Sit on it? He's got to put it out there. Philly voice is the most read thing in the online presence now for the next week because of this report. Everybody's on Twitter talking about it. I still like it's it's hard for me or anybody to just turn that off. I have to factor in that I feel like this team is not going to be allowed to grow because it's always going to be something whenever there is a bad game week or stretch. Well, I think then, I mean, you'd hope. Obviously, it hasn't happened yet, but you would hope that after camp, when Sirianni is there every day, day in, day out with these guys, that he can put some sort of clamp on that 
that leaking faucet, whatever you want to call it. Um, that I think, yes, it's something that sure it's not going to, you know, win or lose you game, but it does hurt a developing team. Um, now we've seen this for so long. You, you have to start to wonder, is it, from these new guys who are just coming in or is it coming from people who have been here for a long time? Because a lot of the roster has turned over yet these leaks keep coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of me wonders, you know, we all know Howie Roseman is famous, you know, doing stuff through the media. And I'm not saying he's, he's leaking this stuff, but I'm saying other people see that in the organization. And so maybe they feel emboldened. Hey, look, our boss is doing it. Why can't I yep. slide something to the media here? Um, I mean, I agree. It's, it's annoying. It needs to stop. It makes my job easier. Um, <laughs> so I don't fully hate it, but I, I agree with your right fans now, how it can get super tiring. What were you saying? No, I'm sorry. Now, now you're speaking directly to Harry's soul, which is it's only thing that matters is for our job. That's it. <laughs> all right. That's all that said. What what is your predicted record in on July fifteenth for the Eagles? Or maybe you've already done this. Uh, I think I'm six and eleven right now. That okay. could change from what I see I like out that. of them at, at camp. But I think six and eleven is is a fair place to be. I think they win three division games, maybe pick up three elsewhere. Yeah, um, I think I was seven and ten when I did it. But so that's yeah, right there yeah. between five and twelve, seven and ten somewhere there it sounds weird talking like that doesn't even sound yeah, that's like 17 games is weird yeah, yeah it is throw yeah. me off but yeah. um but yeah no i think anywhere in that is kind of where you're looking with them do you think the eagles actually you know what uh, hold tight real quick uh, matt mullen from philly voice is joining us at matt underscore mullen on twitter we're going to take a quick one here on sports map radio back in three on the middle do you think the philadelphia eagles should issue a statement about Deshaun Watson. And I, and I mean like a we're not interested type statement on Deshaun Watson, because until they do, I'm kind of led to believe that they have interest. I, I think they do too. Um, I think it probably goes back to the, we, we don't comment on players on other teams. Mm-hmm. So where they wouldn't comment affirmatively if they were, I, I think the same thing yeah. applies. They're not going to say no. Um, couldn't, couldn't they but those release? questions are coming. I mean, training camps coming. They're yeah. going to be getting bombarded with those questions, especially he's a top he's five quarterback. Team. You'd have to have yeah. interest in him. Mm-hmm. You well, know? I don't know. What if, what if he's out for the year? Well, the year. I mean, it's yeah. um, that's like, the training could, wheels year for Sirianni anyway. Yeah, with just a, a look, I could see the Eagles trying to have their cake and eat it too, saying, "Look, we'll trade for Deshaun Watson when his." Stock is super low. He's going to sit for a year, let's say hypothetically. And this buys us time now with Jalen Hurts for his season. And if he can play, we'll trade him or just keep him and see if somebody wants him. And if not, then we roll with two quarterbacks and we have a great backup. Mm-hmm. And how he goes back and says, see, I'm the smartest guy in the room again. <laughs> well, that's inevitable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what happens. That is inevitable. <laughs> you are right. Oh, God. you are right. You watching the opener at all? I have been on on the TV. I've I've been working all morning. I haven't got to see a ton of it, but um, yeah, I've been I'm keeping it on. What did you guys think of the uh, of that match last week? It was too long. 
Yeah, way it's too just long. too long. I mean, it, I, I think if they want to do that, it's fine. But nine holes is enough. Like, mm-hmm. because then by the second or third hole, there's intrigue because you're only got four, you know, yeah. five, six holes left. And yeah. it, it would just be more dramatic and just half the time. So I, I think to Harry's point, you can like one thing that we never see. And this is what I'm fascinated about. And look, maybe this is like a one percent of like golf fans who want to see this. Or maybe this is something that can help just the average or casual, but I want to see a guy take six minutes to address a ball. Like I want to see every small single thing that a guy does because these are the best on the planet. So if I get where there's no pressure of the PGA tour, you don't have Brooks Kepka yelling and screaming, hurry the Slow play. Right. Yeah. I want to see how Phil Mickelson approaches a shot, even if he's going to hit it righty just for the TV. Like, show me what's going through your brain. Show me the seven times that you address the ball, get in front of it, go back. No, no, no. Switch something. Like, I want to see the idiosyncratic stuff that makes these guys half percent of who they are on the planet. That was some of the best stuff I thought was when Phil was like, here's how I'm going to hit this shot. Yes. This is where mm-hmm. I'm going to play it. This is how far I think it's going to roll out and stuff. Um, I Can actually found myself. Harry's point, Matt, you have a nine hole match. You're right. able to breathe so much more in mm-hmm. between. Oh, yeah. Shots. And I think, well, I think some of the best, I think the best match thing that they did was the, the one at Tiger's course where it was four pros. I actually yeah, enjoyed yeah. that better than having the celebrities because then every yeah. shot you're seeing a sick shot, right. you know, like it's cool right. to watch the celebrities go. Um, but I mean, the difference between them and the pros is absurd. All right. Now uh, we're back here. Matt Mullen on uh Philly voice joining us last couple of minutes. Go ahead. Har. No, I getting back to that match. I, I enjoyed having Phil instruct Brady as to what to do. Like he, you know, he's going up there and all right, this this is where you want to hit this. This is your landing area. You know, like he's, he's mapping out not only his own shots, but the shots for his partner. (laughs) Great. Uh, It reminded me of like playing with my dad when I was younger. He'd be like, this is how you want to hit this. This is where you want to do it. Yep. And I'm like, shit, I know what I'm doing. Your dad's legit. I played with him a couple of times and and he is deadly. From like, what would you say? On the green, he's deadly. And and like 150, 150 150 in. 150 in. Yeah, his iron. But but he just got a new iron. So now he's, every time I talk to him, he's like, I can't hit these things, blah, blah. He's complaining about them every time. What did he get? the driving range. What did he get? Yeah, um, did... Ping oh, okay. G- G45s. Is that what they are? I Something think like so. That? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Maybe Eight that's the way I could convince my wife to get me to go out. I'll just buy a new set of irons. Just say, all right, you know, I got to try them out somehow. Right. Yeah. Get fitted. Don't just buy yeah. them. That's, that takes time, right? Yeah. Well, it takes a half, an afternoon. Uh, yeah. I got to make an appointment. This is yeah. Funny. It takes an hour. <laughs> Jesus. There's this whole thing. It's this whole process. Yeah, he just wants to go on Amazon and order it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I may I may go to the store and so oh, you would too. Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, after you go to the dispensary, then go to the golf store. Right. It's yeah. right down the street. It's right. on the way. Terra Vita yeah. to Dick's. Back to the house. It's a try. That's oh, the triangle dick. offense right there. <laughs> I don't need text winners in my life. Aton gets into his car and his phone automatically says it's six minutes to the dispensary. You know, like it already knows because it knows like that's where he always goes. It's a smartphone for a reason, Harry. Right. right. They don't call it an intermediate phone. They don't call it a dunce phone. All right. 
<laughs> oh man! Oh, All right, man. What, what else you got, brother? Let, let's see here. The other piece mentioned. It wasn't just the Sirianni stuff that was mentioned today, right? There was some. I'm trying to find it here because I closed it off by accident. But there was something. Oh, else. the fact that he was a puppet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's. But you're going to get that with any first-time right. coach. I feel like they're. You know. Here, because they, they didn't bring in a guy with a resume, right? Push right. back, he's automatically a pushover. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, say again, same thing they said about Doug, right? Part of the reason he was fired was because he wasn't a pushover and wanted to do his things and didn't want to make all the changes that they wanted him to make. So, and name his own staff, yeah, right. right. Well, and I mean, some of that obviously, you win a Super Bowl, he he became that guy here, he built himself that resume here, so right. Hey, real quick, uh, overtime coming up. Matt, you got a minute or so? Because I did find what I wanted to hit you with, and it's back to Zach Ertz. So stick around. Leave us a like. Make sure you're subscribed to the Jacob Media YouTube page. We're back on Sports Map tomorrow. So this was the quote. from. It was actually what you tweeted, but it was from the ESPN article that ranked the top tight ends this year. Mm-hmm. And their quote was from a veteran NFL offensive player saying of Ertz, He's probably tired of the bull crap in Philly with a fresh start. He'll still be great. So that's that's the other thing that I, I just wanted to hit on because you mentioned you know, Zach's not there. And clearly, by the way, Rory won over through 10 so or on 10. So good thing we didn't touch him earlier. But it seems as if this is like the last real hurdle to clear for Howie Roseman in order to have a fresh new locker room at least with a fresh new perspective like doesn't bringing back zach ertz who clearly doesn't want to be here run and i'm not saying zach's a bad dude he's not for all i get he's the complete opposite but just having a veteran who doesn't want to be here when you're trying to create a new culture and you're not winning games seems counterproductive to me sure i would no, go ahead, Harry. No, but and say? and a veteran. He's not just a veteran. He's a veteran that is clearly linked to Carson Wentz. Good point. You know what I mean? Like, like he was like simpatico with Carson Wentz. Great point. So, yeah. So why why do you think Ertz doesn't want to be here? Because I, I think he's very. I mean, he has said. I mean, he broke down in tears after the end of the season at that press conference, saying how much Philly means to him, and he wants to finish his career here and play the rest of his career here. So, I mean, but it still stands. Yes, he would be here, but he wouldn't be happy with his contract, I guess. So, mm-hmm. in a sense, he wouldn't be happy. So, yeah, your point still applies. Um, I think it's just yeah, how you, it goes. You don't, from somebody who's who's down there that, that I trust that uh, – well, actually, I shouldn't even say this. I mean, Rob Motti said it on the show that he that, that the relationship is, is very contentious between – Ertz and Roseman. So to your point, maybe this is about money. Maybe this is enough to where he's like, I've had it. I'm with you where I don't think he hates the city. How he won a Super Bowl here. Right. No, no, I think yeah, he he lives here. He said, you know, his family has moved here. This is where he wants to start his family and everything. Um so yeah, in that sense, it stinks. And bringing back a guy just to like if they brought him back, right? Like let's say training camp opens, he comes in. And he knows it's just temporary. Uh, like he's, we already know he's holding out, but let's just say he came back. That would be a, a problem because he would know, okay, I'm just here until I get traded. And he mm-hmm. wouldn't be happy and he wouldn't be setting a good example. Not that he, you know, 
Ertz, his whole career has set a great example, but you know, it wouldn't be the best thing for the younger guys to see. Right. I, I totally agree. And at this point, yeah, I mean, they, it's, it's gotta happen. It has to, it, they've crossed whatever that threshold is, that point of no return where the Sixers are with, uh, are getting ben, to with Ben yeah. Simmons right now. Um, they crossed that with Ertz, I think towards the end of the year. Um, I, I believe one of the press conferences that, you know, made it seem like he wasn't going to be back. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think, but I, I still think he, he can be good. Like I agree with what that quote said that if he gets out of here and gets a fresh yeah. start that, you know, maybe he is suddenly two years younger. I don't mm-hmm. ever think he's going to be prime Zach Ertz catching 110 passes again, but I think he can still be a very productive tight end um, on a team that needs one. Yeah. I mean, it's, and, until your body, uh, you know, just decides to break right. down and, and so for the, in any time you get a new beginning or a new job or a new location, you know, you're kind of energized. I mean, oh, yeah. You know, it's kind of normal human nature. But uh, you brought up Ben Simmons. Uh, do you think something gets done between now and and the end of the draft night? I do. Um, just especially be- with Maury being in mm-hmm. charge, um, I don't think he has the same kind of sentimental attachment to Simmons that others in the organization do. Um, you know you saw how he built that team in Houston with tons and tons of shooters. And I can only imagine how it's killing him um, to have a point guard who can't shoot. I think he understands what Simmons brings beyond that. But I also think he saw firsthand this year, how difficult it would be to win a championship with a point guard who disappears in the second half of big games. Mm -hmm. Do I think he gets moved? Yes, but I think that depends more on the other teams than it What's does coming on Maury. Back. Yeah, yeah. I think Maury is. Yeah, okay. Let's move on. I think it's going to take a team now to present an offer because I, he's not dumb. He's not going to take nothing back in return for for this guy, um, especially because. <laughs> yeah, how scared are you guys? I'm personally terrified of him going to another team, and suddenly figuring out how to shoot again. Like. Like just how you said, you can get energized yeah. with a fresh start. Right. He gets this fresh start. He feels like a new guy. He doesn't feel the pressure. Suddenly, he becomes the player we. He's shooting seventy percent from the free throw line. Right. <laughs> he should even yeah. if he's shooting. Yeah. If, if he's shooting seventy percent from there, and he not starts knocking down a couple mid range jumpers. Yeah. Just to keep defenses honest. Oh, I mean, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but look at it this way, right? Try try to look at it with like implied risk versus payoff. What's more likely to happen? Ben Simmons turns into that player here over the next two years, or Ben Simmons turns into that player anywhere else over the next two years. And a guy or two you can get back are simply better fits around Embiid. Like I'll take, I'll take the hit. It's like laying 150 or 160 on a bet. Like I'll take the juice if I know that I'm getting a return of investment that's way better than laying 150 or 160. Yep. Yeah, that's I, true. I mean, makes sense. Yeah, and I, and I think again, it all depends. Hey, if they work out something and get Lillard or Beal or someone like that back, oh. okay, Ben can go and become a great shooter somewhere else, Absolutely. and I'll still think that the deal was fine. Um, if they get a couple, you know, midly, if they, they get Kemba Walker they, and a, and a, you know another player back, you know, a yeah, or if they do center. like Buddy Heald and someone yeah. else from the Kings. That's not, and Simmons goes on to be a great player elsewhere. Mm-hmm. That's going to be trouble. 
That would. Sting. But again, like, yeah. But I don't think Maury is going to get hosed like that. Yeah. Right. No, I, is you know what's interesting is just the definite, and this is what I was writing about. The definition of value doesn't have to be extreme from the difference. And Harry, I, I used in the column the example of that stupid game everybody had to play in the summer. Telephone. Summer. Yes, telephone. Yeah, I read your column. Oh, thank you, sir. Yes. So, <laughs> I, I, and look, I don't think it's going to be totally muddied where Daryl Morey comes out and says, plate is the value for Ben Simmons. And then at the end of the day, everybody's like, you said it was going to be, you know. But, but I feel like there can be a very fine line of a player that Daryl Morey says, look, this is great value for what we can get back. And Sixers Twitter or somebody who is, you know, watching or whatever, and maybe even somebody informed looks at that and says, no, man, I, I don't I don't want that. Zach Levine, Brandon Ingram. These guys are not value back for me. Yeah, I mean, that. well, that there's always going to be that difference between what the fans think is is good value and what uh, an executive thinks um i think with simmons this is like to the extreme because he's so yeah. difficult to yes explain. because of what you said in your in your column is how right now everyone values simmons wildly differently some people think he's terrible he's awful give him away for nothing other people see the potential and don't want to settle like i said for anything less than you know a perennial all-star in return um I think it's going to be probably somewhere in between that, but I think I think Maury also knows this is the window for Embiid. Draft picks, three draft picks, four draft picks, whatever it is, is not going to get it done because by the time those players get to where Embiid's you need them to be, closing, and yeah. they're they're lottery tickets, they're not guarantees. Right. Those players that you're getting back, so you can get three first round picks back. Only one of them could be good, and he could not be ready for another four years which is when Embiid is going to be on the back end of his window. So, um, yeah, it's going to be tough to get. Uh, Kyle Newbeck's been writing a lot of stuff about that's scaring no. me, about how difficult it's going to be to get a trade that feels like a win on both sides. Mm. Yep. yep. And, and look, more and more, it's seeming like three-team deals are going to be the way that they have yeah. to get it done. Absolutely. I would agree. We, yeah. All right, last last one for me. The expansion draft is coming up in less than a week. I think it's six days away. Is Voracek out of here before Ben Simmons? Oh, that's a poll Ooh. right there. Uh, the Kraken. I don't think Simmons will be traded before the expansion draft, so yeah. I'll say yes. Yeah, that's what, that's what, that's what yeah. I answered to. Yeah. Wow. Web Going back Simpson. to back to Hackstall. Yes. Wow. How about that? Webb Simpson minus three plus twenty five hundred. Only three back of the lead. Simpson hasn't been in form recently while dealing with a neck injury, but he's still one of the field's best when he's healthy. Watch out! Watch out! Watch, watch out, out! Watch out! I got a ticket. Throw something now. down on that. Well, I, I I had a three leg parlay where two of the legs already hit. So basically, I have Webb Simpson top twenty at plus eight sixty right now. Mm. So I I need that. I need that. That okay. that makes the weekend for me. Then I can just play slots and not have to worry about life. Top All right, today top twenty. Top no, no, top twenty for the tournament. So I just need him to to play like play well and just hang. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Matt. Thank you guys. All right, we're back on Friday. We'll see you all then, and have a great day. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? 
check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. Save a little more this month. Chime checking accounts have features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. SpotMe eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.